0: Welcome ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages to the winners is coming Game of Thrones podcast. We are Take the Black and I'm your host Razor. And I'm here with Corey Thone, Corey Smith, and Isis. And we're here to talk about the second official Game of Thrones Season 7 trailer. Boy was it a doozy. Isis, I'm going to go to you first. First impressions.
1: Nerd girl boner all the way. Boing, 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 boing. It was just amazing. I, I absolutely loved it. I watched it um in a row probably about five times and there was the last one i slow it, so yeah it was incredible <laughs> i i couldn't it was beyond what i expected it was really an
0: action-packed and just like we said from the first trailer it was very cinematic like it, it felt like i was watching a trailer for a film um cory smith you and i talked about this before it seems like they're cranking up the action but also the cinematography um what were your first impressions of the trailer?
2: Yeah, I think last time we talked about how, um, you know, there was going to be a big battle in the middle of the season. But judging from this trailer, it looks like we're going to have at least three distinct uh, action sequences. Um, it looks like we're going to have the whatever's going on with the dragon and the Dothraki, whoever the hell they're torching, um, the ship's that big ship battle. We saw a little bit more. We saw Yara jumping off a ship onto yeah. another one, and, and we saw Euron and all his, his crazy-looking ships. And then, obviously, the I think the big set pieces this year is going to be uh, John and everybody else north of the wall uh, tangling with White Walkers once again. So, yeah, I mean, the action was... This was not a... There wasn't a lot of talking in this trailer as opposed to the last one. This was almost... Uh, entirely um, action once uh, Sansa got through her little monologue there at the beginning.
0: Well, Littlefinger's the monologue and Sansa walking away slowly from the tree you know, when it was God, God. That was pretty badass. No, she
2: gave the, she gave the lone wolf at the end. She gave the lone wolf survives time thing.
0: Yeah. Yeah, she gave the, the, uh, pack survives uh, speech towards the end of the trailer. Still badass. Like, it was amazing um, sh- that they gave her Ned Stark's uh, big, uh, quote from the books that he gives to Arya, uh cory phone you aren't usually excited about things like this i mean you, you get happy because you get to see more information and trailers and footage and whatnot but you seem to really enjoy it what were your first impressions
3: uh nerd girl boner <laughs> or whatever <laughs> i just said no it, it uh I, i've only watched it twice now because i i I don't know, I'm not the kind of person to watch it over and over again, but the last time that I I did pause it and rewind it once so I could see who was standing in a certain place. And I don't do that in trailers that often. Um this was a very good trailer. They used um, the song when that song Light of the Seven, right? That was it called Yeah, yeah. When they, they used that song from the finale last season which sounds, its I don't know, it, it sounds so out of place in Game of Thrones almost. That's why it was so jarring and good, uh, you know, in the, in the finale. Because we haven't really heard piano and strings and stuff. Or strings, but piano and, and stuff before. Right. So it, it sounded kind of out of place and, and jarring. And now hearing it, as it sets the tone for the trailer for season, whatever. This is seven. Yeah, six, seven. Seven, seven. seven. Yeah, seven, 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 seven. Uh, Light of the seven trailers, season seven. It's all it's all connected. Hell yeah! So, uh, seven setting episodes. the tone, <laughs> shit, and setting the tone for the entire season with that song, I think, speaks volumes too, because it's gonna be a bloodbath, I guess. And and we have like like Corey said, we see a lot of action in this trailer, which is good. Um, I haven't seen a trailer this good in a long time from Game of Thrones. It's I guess one of the biggest things about it is they've stopped trying to get new viewers. (laughs) So, like, people are already watching it, and they're also in the final push. So this trailer was completely – you have to know what you're looking at. There was no, like, I'm the king of the north, king of the north type thing. They didn't have any of that. (laughs) Like, we know who all these people are, and we're we're seeing just bits and pieces from the season. So it was just a really good trailer. So I was pretty happy.
0: All right, so I thought um, – we all know how I feel about it. I'm like a little excited puppy dog Anytime we get into Game of Thrones shit. I was very excited. Um, I agree, man. I think I said something to Dan, or maybe it was in group chat for work. I said, we just need to replace the uh, usual Game of Thrones intro and just use Light of the Seven from now on because that was badass. That was amazing. Um, At least they didn't use some mopey pop song like some – different version of a Mopey Pop song to go ahead and play in there. So oh, you cool.
3: mean like, like at the end of the uh, movie about the train murder based on the book uh, with Kenneth Branagh in it? Shit, what's that called? <laughs> Orient <Orange> Express! The <laughs> yeah. murder on the Orient Express.
2: Murder on the Orient Express.
3: Yeah, thank you, Captain Lag. They, uh... <laughs> they, they had a pretty good trailer. Fine. They inter- Sorry. They introduced all of the characters... And stuff, but then at the end, it's like this absurd Imagine Dragons song, (laughs) super loud. Like, what the hell is this? Uh, Somebody mashed that trailer up, and instead of using Imagine Dragons, use Katy Perry's "I Kissed a Girl," (laughs) and it worked way better than the Imagine Dragons song. But yeah, they could have. It's a good example of taking a good trailer and ruining it with like. It reminds me, like they could have very easily given away too much in this trailer like with Batman vs. Superman when they showed Doomsday in the yeah, trailer. Yeah, oh, that was terrible. And it was like, what are you doing? He's already a crap villain, you've got, and now you're ruining it? But uh, anyway, go ahead.
0: No, uh, I think you're, that's a timely point to be made, but uh, I let's, start in, let's get right into the trailer because we have a lot to talk about, and uh, I don't feel like recording for two hours. So... Um, Let's talk about that opening scene where Sansa is walking away from the the tree, uh, the Winterfell, God's Wood, the Weirwood tree, and we hear Littlefinger talking about um, don't fight in the north or the south. This is uh, basically in direct contrast to what Cersei was doing in the in the first trailer where she's talking about enemies to the east, enemies to the west, and... Um,
3: Clowns to the left of me, focus to the right. <laughs> oh
0: God, I was just about to say something about that. Get out of my mind.
2: This is what the podcast
0: was missing. Exactly, I agree. Um, the reverence, <laughs> but you know, I think they're trying to tell us that nobody's safe. Basically, so don't fight in the north and south. Fight every battle everywhere with mind bullets. That's telekinesis, Kyle! (laughs) I knew you would pick it up. But, uh, yeah, um, there's been some speculation from a lot of people that Sansa is walking away from someone who just got axed at the Godswood. Um, Corey Smith, you and I were talking about this earlier. We kind of felt like this might be Sansa walking away from. And before I do anything else, get ready because spoilers are coming. We think this could be Littlefinger taking his final bow as Sansa's walking away. Uh, Corey Smith, thoughts on that?
2: Yeah, I mean, that's kind of the way I took it. I mean, maybe not Littlefinger, but she's definitely, you know, when she's walking away, she's kind of looking to the, you know, kind of looking around and her eyes kind of dart dart around the the screen. So she's definitely not just, you know, she didn't just finish a prayer, you know, and now she's walking back to to go have lunch. Uh, Something just happened there and um, we know from spoilers at this point I think we've kind of confirmed that the Reddit spoiler is almost 100% on yep um, and Littlefinger will meet his demise at, at Arya's hands um, we don't necessarily know how that'll happen um, but it definitely could be right there in front of the heart tree I mean Bran you know if Brand if they involve Bran in it you know if Bran you know does some weirwood vision and sees Littlefinger's involvement and, you know, everything he's done throughout the whole series, Um, you know, it definitely would make sense to kind of be right there in front of the heart tree. And, I mean, you know, Arya could jump down, you know, she could pull off a a leaf, you know, she got taught some extra cool stuff from the faceless men, who the hell knows. Uh, But definitely something happened in that shot when she's walking away. And I think they kind of... Hit it in there real subtly, and then you know, obviously, when we see the actual season, it's gonna make a lot more sense, you know.
0: Yeah. I but think a right lot of now, people-
2: just look, you know, I think most people. Yeah, I think a lot of people are just gonna see that and oh, she's walking. Look at Sansa. But later on, we're gonna come to find out that was a pretty big moment. Right. Right. Um. And. We go directly from
0: the God's Wood at Winterfell to Isis. We go to the wall, and Bran and Mira are standing at the gate. And now we get to finally see why the the gate at Castle Black is raising up. It's because Bran and his uh, crush are ready to get through the gates and go home. Um, are you ready? F- and then later on in the trailer, we see him in a wheelchair. Are you ready to get your little brand Flake back, at, uh, back to uh, Winterfell? And um, maybe Mira can take a rest. He doesn't have to drag him around anymore.
1: I am. I want to know where did this... Freaking wheelchair pop out of because I mean we've seen in promotional shots of Mira poor thing dragging his freaking sorry ass through the damn snow and then all of a sudden there's like you know there's there's a wheelchair so uh, I'm happy that there's a wheelchair I hope that Bran uh, and Mira she deserves a huge rest hopefully uh, they will get to Winterfell I would like to see the the core of the um. Uh, of the family get back together, whether it be with, you know Sansa, um, with uh, my God, I'm drawing a blank of her sister Arya. Um, Aria. thank you, Arya. <laughs> she, I'm like, I've had way too much to drink for this podcast. Anyway, uh, Arya and uh, and all three of them get t- get together and and really kind of come together as some like really superpower um of the of the north if you will and then you know if, especially if they can all be there waiting for when john comes back i think that would be a, a great way to bring the family back together again uh, especially you know john he just assumes that he doesn't know what where his brother's at and he doesn't know i mean he just thinks it's him and sonza he thinks that that's it they're the only ones left yeah they, they and, either yeah. of them
0: have any clue about um aria or a brand so
1: yeah getting I, i'd like big that. family
0: re- getting the big stark family reunion will be probably a, a huge payoff for fans of St-
1: how stark well it, not probably it definitely will be and um so and i think it will rival the reunion of john and sansa because i think everybody agreed whether they liked sansa or not felt like that was an a pivotal moment in the show um because she was such a bitch to John. Uh, or, I mean, I guess she just really kind of dismissed him, you know, as just kind of, yeah, a bastard. Um, but, I mean, she really, genuinely, you could tell that she was like, oh, my gosh, here's it, here's not my bastard brother. Here is my brother, you know, the fighter, the warrior, and all this stuff and everything. And uh, she was just happy to, to be able to find some family. And I'd really love for that to happen, even though, as Brand is kind of very detached, um, but we also saw his eyes turning white as well. So yeah, obviously he's warging. He, yeah, we have to see that he too. Warging. Um, yeah, well, he's warging. I, I think that's going to lead in. And I, I'm thinking he's warging into the crows. And, um, yeah, yeah, well, let's, let's
0: don't skip ahead. You're skipping way ahead. Okay,
1: sorry, sorry. God damn it, ISIS.
0: No, um, let's, uh, talk about the next scene after that. John is up north, and this is the first time we actually, well, not the first time we saw it in the first trailer, but in this trailer, it's the first time that he's over across beyond the wall. Um, again, spoilers from Reddit said that he's going on a white hunt to bring back one of the whites to King's Land to show all the powers of the different houses that, hey, we have something. Bigger to fight than just each other. It's the army of the undead, and it's scary and it's crazy. Um, but that was just a glimpse before they scooted into like King's Landing, where we have a group of um, people standing, and it looked like they were actually cheering. Like there's Lannister banners hanging from the walls, and it looks like they're cheering the soldiers as they pass by. Um, uh, Cory Thorne, are you buying that Cersei has won the hearts and minds of Kings of King's Landing, or? Is this uh, show up or or die? Like show, show up, show up, and show your feel your fealty towards me, or I'm gonna burn everybody else down. Uh,
3: I don't know. I mean, I honestly, uh, it could be, it could be Cersei. It could also be Jamie getting back from somewhere. It could be
2: many different things. He's I guess. He's pretty popular, I though. I think
0: he's more popular than his sister. Wait, 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 wait.
2: What don't we know what this scene is from? Spoilers. <laughs> uh, yeah.
0: What do you? What scene do you think this is from? Spoilers.
2: Okay. Well, I mean, do you want me to say it or not? It's this I mean, this is a
0: spoiler field podcast? They've already been warned. Go ahead and say it.
2: Okay. So that that looked like to me the the, spoiler scene that we kind of that they have shots of of when Euron marches Alaria and one of the Sand Snakes into King's Landing. Did it not? Yeah, it, he's he's bringing he's bringing Yara Ilaria
0: and another Sand Snake. I think it's Tyene uh, into King's Landing to uh, right because if you look at the picture, um, we uh, Dan, our editor in chief at Winners Coming, did a nice little screen cap breakdown. And if you look at the picture closely, in the center, uh, closest to us, and I guess in the forefront of the shot, are soldiers dressed in gray. That's uh, House Greyjoy Soldiers, and um, they're bringing Cersei a present in hopes that, we think, in hopes of gaining some kind of ally. Uh, they're going to join forces for uh, the fight against whoever they want to fight. Um, because this moves uh, quite nicely into Cersei in a dungeon-type setting. Um, if you look at the next, uh, still, she's in the dark, and if you look around at the walls, there's like... Uh, sconces with lanterns or whatever fire torches and um, she's looking at somebody which obviously could be her looking at Alaria, which is probably one of her biggest enemies because Alaria is the reason Marcella, her daughter died so uh, I think she's got some horrible horrible shit in store for the Sand Snakes the ones that survive and get turned over good (laughs) and we might just get to see the final of the Doran storyline. Anyway, um, we move on to Danny at Dragonstone. She's running her fingers across the big map table. Uh, we've seen that. And then there's a shot of the beach where it looks like they were all landing from uh, from the ocean, from the narrow sea onto the, 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 the beach at Dragonstone. And then we get a nice shot of Arya, what looks like she's cresting a ridge. And we saw this uh, in the year ender for HBO when they were showing their next shows coming up for the next season and the next year. They showed this exact scene where Arya is on a a horse. And uh, she's cresting what looks like a ridge and she's looking off into the distance. I would be willing to bet dollars to donuts this is Arya looking at Winterfell. Mm -hmm. Mm. Where do you think she's looking at, buddy?
3: Oh, I don't know. I bet she's looking somewhere else. (laughs) I don't know. I don't know. I feel like we can't have Bran... And Arya get to Winterfell that early into the season. That you know what I mean. There's I only like...
0: seven episodes, though. They have to move it along. I don't give a shit.
3: Like I think. <laughs> uh, maybe maybe I don't know. I haven't really read the spoilers like you guys did, so I don't. I don't know. It's not like you
0: were on the podcast where we discussed it. I mean,
3: yeah, but I wasn't. Yeah, listening. we didn't
0: talk about it ever.
3: It was also a long time ago. I've truly forgotten half of those spoilers, at least, if not more of them
0: that's a fair point i guess i'll give you that um
3: can i just say one thing we skimmed over is well maybe have we talked about the wheelchair yet i just talked about it a little bit okay when we get there i have a point to make but we'll get there
0: okay and um so we've got Arya on a horse looking off into the distance i think it's winterfell and so you guys are completely wrong and then we have jamie
3: probably cincinnati
0: cincinnati (laughs) <laughs> she's wa- she's cresting somewhere in Cincinnati. Okay, and then we have Jamie walking with a purpose, and it looks like this is King's Landing. Like he's walking into the battlements. Uh, looks, I think that se- reminds me of the wall. The-
2: no. You- no, what? I-, I, think <laughs> I think that's High, uh, okay, no. think high
0: garden?
2: I think that's High Garden.
0: Okay, what makes you think it's High
3: That's
2: High Garden. It looks pretty high up, and there's because certainly lots the- of garden shit everywhere. So okay, all oh, right. Fuck off with your shit. Listen. Because he's walking through there like he's walking with a purpose, like he's going. Like I feel like that's this it's the scene where they've just taken High Garden, and he's walking him to see Olena. So you—that's you, that's what I got.
0: So he can't walk up a purpose in King's Landing. Like maybe he's pissed off and he's walking around. Like
2: I gotta find he's got,
0: he's, my sister. I, I gotta fuck her.
2: Yes. Whoa. No, I'm not saying you can't. <laughs> I'm just saying to me that's what it looked like. Fuck.
0: Okay, alright, fair mind. enough. Isis, the next shot is Creepyfinger, Littlefinger, in the shadows once again. Why do you think they're showing this? They, they make a big point of showing Littlefinger creeping around a corner for the second trailer in a row. I feel like you're trying to tell us something. Uh,
1: That he's Gollum? <laughs> Which, I mean... And Sansa is this precious? I uh, Apparently, because that's exactly... It really creeped me out. Like, it, it just... Him creeping around—I mean, we already knew that he was, creepy, you know, really creepy. But I mean, this just really takes it to a whole nother level of like, I'm just gonna, wa- you know, I'm just gonna sit here and watch you, you know, no matter what you do. And my precious, it's just really, really creepy. Spot on, um, spot on, Gollum. Impression. Yeah, it, it really is. I mean, it's it's really great, and <laughs> um, and I just can't wait until he dies.
0: I think a lot of people echo your sentiment. Um, then we got another picture of what looks like a dornish spear being sharpened probably by barra and then um danny walking doing the superhero walk on the uh beach with her cape fluttering in the wind (laughs) seriously stiff
3: stiff. all stiff and shit walking (laughs) like a scurved pirate
0: i need somebody (laughs) i need somebody to remix the um some kind of superhero trailer into this i bet it would work perfectly every time you see danny um and then we've got what I thought was a pretty cool um, showing of what Danny's actually doing. Because I always wondered how much shit Stannis left behind before he left Dragonstone. And sure as shit, we've got Danny looking up at the banner, like Stannis's heart stag with a fire or whatever, hanging in Dragonstone. And then she yanks it down. I thought that was a pretty poignant statement by the showrunners going, look... Stannis is dead. There's no more Baratheon line. I don't care if Gendry's a bastard, but the Bar- Baratheons no longer live in Dragonstone. And then we get a cool picture of the dragons doing some aerial combat or playing around. and Kind of like the scene we saw in the first trailer where Tyrion walks up to the edge and watches them fly. So this is, this is kind of a different point, uh, point of view from where we saw before. Um, Corey Smith, I know that you're a big... Uh, Team Targaryen fan, right? How do you feel about uh, D- Danny just taking up taking over at Dragonstone?
2: Yeah, I thought that that shot of her, her pulling down Stannis's uh, old banner was pretty awesome. Yeah, um, because yeah, we hadn't seen Dragonstone; it hasn't really factored into anything. I don't even think anybody's mentioned it since Stannis left, if I'm not mistaken. So. I thought it was pretty cool, you know, yeah, obviously she's going to go through and she's going to literally clean house, it's going to be full of all Stannis' old shit, and she's going to want to get rid of it and put up, you know, house Targaryen stuff everywhere, so I thought that was a pretty cool shot, um, and I, I don't know, I, I was I was kind of, it was kind of weird seeing uh, Grey Worm with his full-on helmet and kind of looking back and giving us that kind of cool little, little gift shot. Uh, of, you know, nodding his head and something like that. So that, I thought that was kind of an interesting shot. I don't really know. Well, what, that
0: looks like, and know. at first we thought that could have been uh, Danny's forces arriving at Dragonstone at first glance, but then you think about it, um,
2: who... Oh, yeah, you're right. I see we're going with this.
0: <clears throat> yeah, if you think about it for a second, you've got um, Tyrion, who, what was one of his jobs growing up at the Rock, was keeping the sewers flowing. And he yeah. tells, he told that story. Um, two seasons ago right it was last season he told the story about right yeah, how... and... okay anyway he taught, he told the story about how his dad gave him that one job and then and then now we've got this picture of the unsullied and we know that from later on in, in the trailer the unsullied actually opened the gates to Castle rock and so you got unsullied on one side and the other so I bet you Grey Worm and his little uh, band of eunuchs opened the gate from the inside. And so there's no real, yeah. there's no real siege. It happens though. It happens quickly, and they have that yeah. that inside knowledge from Tyrion. Um,
3: by, by the way, band of eunuchs' best Beach Boys cover band you ever. <laughs> encounter.
0: Oh man, you know what though? They probably fuck. I'm just I'm just telling you, they're eunuchs.
3: This guy this guy fucks. <laughs>
0: But um, ISIS, uh, look, right underneath Grey Worm nodding, we've got um, Brianne uh, and Pod arriving at Winterfell. How excited are you to see those two join the big group?
1: I am so excited, especially since uh, we talked about it in the last podcast. The the pictures, the promotional pictures that came out, and it showed you know, Bre- um, it, it showed Pod looking all buff and shit. And I'm really, I'm really ready for him to kind of. Show that in all these years of his training with uh, with Brianne, that he's actually learned something, and and you know he's going to be there for Brienne. So I'm excited about it. I I'm, I'm excited about her actually being on the show uh, more regular than she has been lately. So uh, I'm definitely every time I see her in more emotional, uh, inform, you know, stuff that they send out, whether it be posters, things like that, I get really excited. Uh, I want to see more of her.
0: Yeah, and in um, some of the, uh, I guess it's promotional stills we saw earlier this week. Um, and maybe it was yesterday. Uh, we saw a picture of Pod and uh, Brienne training in Winterfell, and she's kicking his ass. Like she's giving him a good workover. So he's still got a lot to learn. Of course, Brienne's a badass warrior, but whatever. Our next still is the Hound. Corey Thung, you love the Hound, right?
3: That's my dog. That's your
0: dog. Hey. But he's we see him looking all like scared <laughs> and like looking back and forth like in the next shot and this is in snow. He's he's across the wall, we think. Think he's running from some whites. Your boy the hound might be in trouble, Cory Fun.
3: Yeah, I mean he's gonna have a hard time getting away. He's kind of kind of limped up. Um and also he's not the most I mean, he's not nimble. He's good in close combat, but he's not a he's he's not a sprinter you know so I I mean yeah everybody north of the wall except for John I'm pretty much like I'm pretty sure old old heat sword is going down and um, so will yep. most of most of those guys I mean I I don't know if they're gonna ditch the hound to a bunch of white walkers I feel like he's got as as Gandalf would say, he's got more to tell in this story. But if he does go down up north fighting, then that just means you're going to get that. I'll tell you. I'll put it like this: If he does go down and, be, and to the Walkers, it means he's going to become a White Walker. Oh God! That to me, one hundred percent confirms Clegane Bowl. that well, we're going to get
0: confirmed right now.
3: That we're going to get Ice Man Hound, Ice Hound. Hang on, Dog Ice, Ice Hound. <laughs> wolf I can't I got nothing, nothing. Ice Hound versus Franken Mountain and I like it I, yeah but if he doesn't go down then it's probably not gonna happen
0: dude if that happens i'm I'm blowing all the air horns that's happening <laughs> that's going off bro but uh yeah uh, the hound is is a big guy he's a, he, he lumbers he doesn't run he lumbers through places <laughs> <laughs> But on uh, the next shot we've got and then uh falling off the wall of uh, Casterly Rock, we think, and he's taking an arrow to the knee, I mean the chest, and, um, God, no love for that meme, is that meme really dead?
3: I it's never a, played Skyrim. So. I know,
0: well still though, it was a great meme. Anyway, he falls, peppered with arrows, but then comes probably, there's there's two really great, um, beautiful scenes, there's a lot of great scenes in this trailer, like action-packed, and we'll talk about the others as we get to them. This one is the next – this next shot is the Dothraki horde crushing House Lannister's shield wall. And the shot you have of the horses arriving at the shields as House Lannister's guys are like, oh, shit, what have we done? It looks amazing. There's fire in the background. I cannot wait for this, like, mix of 300 and Braveheart all together. It just looks like, you know, freedom! Freedom! And they attack. It looks badass.
3: So here's the question: Are we actually going to have a victor out of that war? Or is just going to be a battle, and then they're going to retreat back to each other's respective corners? Because if they're marching Yara down the street, that would imply that uh, that would imply that the Lannisters won, but maybe not. I don't really. Know we kind
0: of take. We kind of took. I guess you could say we was inferred from the spoilers was that the. The Greyjoy siblings lose to Uncle Euron in the battle at sea. They're not going to mm. be with this uh, Dothraki Field of Fire battle. Um, so that's two major battles, and then Jon's group in, in the north is going to be the third major battle you see in this season. That's kind of what we were thinking: three major battles, one in the fields, one in the one at sea, and then one in the, in the snow. Kind of, okay. because and that, that segues nicely into Yara jumping ship. Um, we see a, a person, and it looks just like Yara jump across um, to a flaming ship. Isis, it looks like a girl. Yara is, is is in real trouble.
1: Yeah, I'm really worried about her. I mean, you know, she she looks scared, and anytime you see her looking scared, then everything's about be to get real. Shit's about to get real. I mean, we already know from spoilers that I understand that, you know, she might be captured, uh, in some capacity. And not only that, but, um, you know, her brother looks petrified, uh, almost, you know, frozen in, and just fear. And he's kind of looking off and he may be even looking at his sister going, Oh shit, you know, what's going to happen to my sister. So I I think there's a, a really craziness that's, you know, that's going to happen between them. Uh, their storyline, obviously, is going to kind of take a, a, a real big turn. Um, and we just got them together. And I guess that's what my point is, is that they just came together. You know, he is relying on Yara to kind of help him through this PTSD that he's going through. And um, trying to get his life somewhat back together again. Or, or have a life. And um, to see that Yara might actually get ripped from his his life again uh is going to be absolutely it might it might break him finally break him completely it it might it might break him i mean there's just so many things that or or he could find you know where he finds himself and says hey i need to you know try to find my sister and i need to be strong for you know in order for this to happen and i also need to get help because i obviously can't do this on my own uh, so I feel like there's a lot of potential there, but I also feel like there's a lot of potential for heartbreak, and and just in, in Justin, I don't want to call him Reek anymore, but you know I, I feel like he could, <laughs> he could he could revert back to Reek at any given moment, and this might be a trigger, you know. So good point. Uh, I'm I'm really interested to see what's going to happen with them. It, it definitely, I mean, I always felt Yara was a very interesting character, uh, but you know, I feel like, and I don't think she needs uh, Theon to be interesting. She's just an interesting character. Yeah, she's cool with that. Uh,
0: but he, yeah, he he's to
1: the he's to the point
0: in his prog- progression that he's either going to be broken by this or he's going to be emboldened. Either he's going to He's going to be like – he's going to revert back to his reek ways or he's going to step up and be like, we got to get my sister back at all costs. So this yeah, would be a, shy, like a, a big has, moment for him.
1: But I feel like he also needs Yara to – I hate to say this. He needs Yara to make him interesting. And isn't that awesome that it's actually kind of the reverse way because normally – people feel like oh well you know this female character needs a male character to make her more interesting. I actually feel like it's the reverse with this I think that Theon is more interesting because of Yara hmm. but that's just me
0: you bring up an interesting point um,
3: Smith has his hand up.
0: Oh God
2: oh God what Oh God no I was just gonna I was just gonna say I, I think uh, y'all are kind of hitting on it I think Theon's gonna I think he might revert back for just a little bit. When Yara gets taken, but then I think he's gonna he's gonna turn into you know how Yara went after him um, when he was captured by the Boltons. I think that's what Theon's gonna try and do. Like Yara is the only thing he cares about. I don't think he, I don't think he necessarily cares about himself too much anymore. You know, we saw him not want to be king in the Iron Islands. He wanted to support his sister, and I think when she gets taken, that eventually that's gonna cause him to kind of to go after her and you know go into full-on you know rescue mode
0: good point um our next shot is of house lannister's bowman shooting in the air and let's not pretend like we don't know what this is this is uh, more than likely a bunch of idiots shooting arrows at drogon and it's like none of them watched the hobbit you can't hit a dragon with a regular arrow so um, you need like your special specialty black. You need a sky
2: lance.
0: A sky lance. Oh my god! Yeah, amazing. Um, and then we have what ISIS was hitting on earlier. Uh, brand warging to a. Uh, what do you call? A, what is the name for a group of ravens? That, I mean, I know it's a murder of crows, but is that the same thing? I don't know. Anyway, a murder of crows flying over. Uh, If you look really closely in the background, it appears to be the undead army of the Night King, and then right beneath them, the Night King actually looks up at the Ravens, freaks Bran out because he's warging the Ravens, and then we show Bran in his specially made wheelchair. It looks like an all-terrain wheelchair as well, Isis. Um, Boy, I think Hodor and Mira would have been happy if he had this bad boy north of the wall.
1: Yeah, I feel like this is some... Fucked up bullshit to go ahead and pop up (laughs) right now, especially after seeing poor Yara just carry his freaking sorry ass through the damn snow, and you know him just chilling there, just like looking at the sky, just freaking pontificating on shit, and uh, and she's over here like, fuck, how how much further do I have to go? And um, you know she's probably saying, I didn't sign up for this bullshit, and uh, I really feel like. You know he really needs to. Uh, he owes a debt of gratitude to to uh, to her, and the fact that they pop open. I mean, is it that they get to like the the to Castle Black and they make this freaking wheelchair?
0: I mean, no. I think they-, they get to Winterfell and this is made for him there because obviously how Stark is taking over the North again. If you look at this, this shot, um, the Bolton's former maester Maester uh, Wolken, is there with Bran at the tree. So. He probably pushed a brand out to the tree, so brand could do a vision. Um, and we know that the guy who plays Wulkin, so is he effect. can link,
3: so we can link into the to the Winterfell where would, matrix yeah, here. <laughs> the
0: the weirwood um, dot and look at zombie porn. I guess I don't know, but he's looking at some, some weird stuff. But uh, this just shows that the three eyed raven, the moniker of three eyed raven, the mantle, I guess, is really alive in brand because he's. Ex- ...extending his powers out way past the wall to find out where the Night King is. And I'm wondering if this is Bran trying to find out where Jon is. One of those spoilers said that um, Bran will somehow message somebody, like mind mindfuck him, and be like, Jon's in trouble, send help. Which, that goes back to the, tr- the spoiler that Benjamin rescues Jon by giving him his horse... And John escapes, and we saw that at the end of the trailer or towards the end. So perhaps, because if you remember last season, Benjamin told Bran and Mira that he couldn't come with them. They asked, Where are you going to go? And he said, I'm still doing some paraphrasing here. He said, I'm still doing business for the Three Eyed Raven or whatever. So all Bran has to do is reach out and touch someone mentally and be like, Hey, go help out the, my boy John. He's in trouble. Um, I don't know. Uh, Corey Smith, uh, you and I have kind of dissected these things a lot for Winter is Coming, and we've obviously you and I have had to pour over those spoilers quite extensively. How do you see this working out? Could could this be Bran sending help, to John?
2: Um, yeah. yeah, I don't know. This is one of those times where I'm kind of caught um, in the middle. Um, I I could see this. I definitely think the Ravens are being controlled by Bran. Like that, I think that's that's pretty clear as to whether or not he's looking for John or if he's just kind of scouting and trying to find the Whites and the White Walkers for John
0: troop movements. I got gotcha. you
2: right. Yeah, like he could be trying to find out. Okay, hey, look, the the Night's King is over here. You know, you when they're going on their White Hunt, when John's going to find a White you know, they're going to need to know where the, the Whites are. So I could see Bran sending out all the Ravens to try and find uh, the White Walkers and, you know, their army and all that stuff. So it could be that. Or, like you said, this could be um, Bran sending help for Jon um, in the form of the Ravens. We saw the Ravens sort of help Sam, uh, Sam and Gilly uh, back That's in true. Season 3. Remember there was that whole big old truth Yep. Um, so it could be that, but I definitely as to whether or not it's connected to when Benjen shows up. Uh, I I don't know. I mean, Benjen could, for all we know, Bran could have some sort of direct communication with Benjen because it it seemed like, you know, when Benjen showed up in season at the in the uh, right after Hodor died uh, to rescue Bran and Mira, it seemed like he was kind of already told to be there. So. I, I don't know. So it seems like Bran would eventually inherit that power like the old Three-Eyed Raven. That's a so, good point. Good point. I, yeah, uh, I definitely if, think he sends vengeance. So.
0: If, if if Bran is stalking, I guess, stalking the Night King, looking for troop movement, then hopefully that means John is at Winterfell when this happens, because I'm hoping for a full-on Stark reunion, and that, if that is the case, then um, they're, you know... I don't know, maybe they're during connection talking to each other and he sends them on to look up what's going on. The next shot is probably hey, the most bad Hey, hey. what, 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 what?
3: Did I not say that I wanted to talk about the wheelchair?
0: You know what? I apologize. Please tell me.
3: And let me tell you what I have to say is very important and is not gonna derail the conversation at all.
0: Go ahead. What were you I, gonna say? I'm
3: surprised you i I'm surprised you believe that. So <laughs> there's I'm a
0: sucker for you, man, you know that.
3: So I have this theory about that wheelchair, actually. Okay. I think it is. I think it's kind of foreshadowing uh, for what the future what the future holds for Bran. So in this era where winter has like the long winter has come, and the Night's King is marching south. So like, besides Bran, you guys have talked about like magic waking up or whatever, or not just magic, but like these special abilities, like waking up, kind of like the the dragons being born. Brands ability you start you saw the other people that could warg up north right uh-huh. there's gonna be more of those people in this season oh. We're gonna meet people that have like these abilities, but they don't know how to use them yet. So this super smart Kid in a wheelchair is gonna start a school <laughs> and God damn it oh, <laughs> fuck's sake. I hate he you is- so much <laughs> he's going to take yeah. under his wing all of these uh, let's call them mutants and <laughs> teach them how to use their power while also for some reason teaching them math and science and they're gonna go fight crime together and they're gonna be called the brand men
0: oh my god oh my god that was you, awesome you catfished the shit out of me good job <laughs> you're I, I fell i fell for that one uh so let's move on to the baddest ass scene ever: Barrack Dondarrion igniting his sword and like bringing it to bear, getting ready for the whites. Oh my god! Like I was watching this trailer with my wife, and we were like, "Ooh, this looks pretty neat. This is pretty exciting." And then when he when that little bitty scene shows up, and his sword's aflame, and he's hunkering down for the next blow to the white. My wife and I, at the same time, go, oh, shit! Like, it was that – I mean, it just caught me off guard. I mean, we all knew he was going north. We knew that he was traveling with the, brotherhoods without, the Brotherhood Without Banners. But, oh, my God, he looks like a badass. And I know this had to catch all of y'all's attention, Isis. You had to get really excited about this.
1: Oh, yeah. I mean – when that, I mean, I didn't exactly key in on who he was when I first watched the video, but I didn't even give a shit. That thing turned th- that that thing was on fire, and I was like, "Oh my gosh! I'm I i do not know who you are, but I am very excited about you, and it, especially <laughs> in my nether regions." And it was just, I mean, I to be honest, I mean, and I say this just being funny. No, seriously, I thought this was really cool. It's something that we hadn't seen before. So, you know, for, right, person, we yes, we have. have, oh, so, yes, we have, well, actually,
3: yeah, well, actually, I says in season, uh, whenever the <laughs> hell where the, the hound kills him, he had a flaming sword, but it was a okay. long time ago.
2: Oh, for fuck's sake. It was a long <laughs> okay. time
3: ago, though.
1: <laughs> I don't remember it, and, and maybe I will get a chance it. to watch it. It and, still uh,
2: wasn't as cool as it was here.
3: No, he's got a straight up lightsaber right there.
1: Yeah, yeah, I mean, it was it was right. a very yeah. cool moment, and it makes you, you know, especially with everything else that you had already seen in the video uh, or in the trailer, I mean, it was just another level, and then went, holy shit, they just went there. So I'm really excited about it. I am I can't wait to watch that whole scene, how it really plays out. Um, but just watching the trailer, I mean, it just makes me ready for Game of Thrones right now. Like, I would, I would probably sell my child to, to be able to. I'm just kidding. I would. But too. I would really, <laughs> I, I really, really. I'd want sell to watch your child too. Season, and I think yeah. that they are going to deliver. Even though everybody, we're you know, we're not happy that we're getting a, a shorter um, series, um, but I think this is just it, it adds to another level of really excitement. Well, since Corey Thome
0: brought up the fact that he had, this is the second time we've seen his flaming sword, um, let's talk about it really quick. Corey Smith, um, we saw in that scene where he ignited the sword in the first one, he cut his hand, and it was kind of like, supposedly his blood lit the sword on fire. He's got gloves on this man, and he didn't run his hand across the, the blade.
2: Lightbringer confirmed? Yeah, yeah, he, he and. Lightbringer, no. no. Yeah, we saw when he did it last time, it was like right before he fought the Hound, it was like oh, hey, look what I can do, and he turned you know, he, he yeah, he cut his hand I'm going to need you to re-say fire.
3: that like Stuart like
2: Matt TV. Dude. <laughs> so, but in this one, it literally did look like a lightsaber <laughs> like he pushed a button and, you know, ignited his sword, and obviously if you're fighting the freaking you know the whites anything fire is going to come in hell of a hand you know hella handy so uh yeah i mean i think i was with everybody else we all had nerd boners when we saw that because he literally just like is literally like a lightsaber He hit the button and boom it ignited always missing was a little home you know when a lightsaber comes on so yeah it was pretty speaking, fucking awesome
3: speaking of that i'm actually reading the comments under the video here not on on your page just on reddit in general and this is funny, David, that okay. we talked about it looking on a lightsaber, and there's been a lot of talk about that on here about how cool this scene is because, honestly, it was one of my two or three favorite standout moments because I'm pretty sure he's about to die, yeah. so it's pretty badass. He's going to go down with a flaming sword. But the question is, guys, have you ever heard the tragedy of Darth <laughs> Cersei the Wild? It's not a story, <laughs> a story the Lannisters oh, okay. would tell you. Dar Cersei was a Dark Lord of Westeros, so powerful and so wise she could use the mountain to destroy life. <laughs> Ironic. She had such knowledge of the dark side, but she could never keep the one she cared about from dying.
2: <laughs> Do you write this down before you. Oh my god, I'm it, dying. Or are you just coming up no, with a copyright? That off the top of your
3: head? was all Reddit comments, man. I got to give them credit. I thought it was so funny. I had to mute my microphone. I was laughing the first time. Oh, Jesus uh, Christ.
0: That's awesome. That's amazing. It did pretty well.
3: I, I, I'm Knowing how big of a Star Wars nerd David is, yes. I had to throw that in there. Sorry. That was fucking great. Thank you so thank much you, for thank that. Reddit, for that one. That was great. Oh, my God. So, um,
0: yeah, I don't think Barrick's making it out of this. He's dead. Um, moving on, um, we have the thousand ships that uh, you're on Greyjoy commissioned to be built. Looks like they're built. And um, the, assholes from, fast. the assholes from Dickhead Island are sailing towards... Um, King's Landing, yeah, it was very fast. I mean, I don't know how much time has passed, but those Ironborn, man, they could, they're really good, some really good shipwrights. Doing a lot of good work out there. Um, then we have a couple of quick shots, like the Unsullied forming up, preparing for battle. Um, and if you look really closely on the, uh, screen cap breakdown that Dan did, it's Unsullied opening the gate from the inside, so we've got that sewer tunnel in play. And then we have Danny back at Dragonstone, and we saw this actual scene unfold in the filming of Season 7. It shows John, like, you see her turning. She's out looking over at the ocean, and then she turns and looks behind her. This scene was shown in the filming leaks. Um, Kit Harrington's actually walking up to Millie Clark. So this is where John and Danny, I don't know if this is the first time they ever meet, or if John's coming out to... Uh, Talk to his new bay. I don't know. Um, ISIS. I gotta ask you a really random off-topic question. Team, uh, team John and Sansa, or team John and Daenerys? Oh,
1: oh shit! No, nothing. One, oh well, my one god. One is one
0: is borderline incest, even though they're not really even though they're not brother and sister, they're just kind of like you know third cousins or whatever, and then are just cousins, not third cousins, cousins, and then you have uh, the other ones. His aunt, so. Who you, who you gonna pick? I don't know. Kind of gross.
1: Jesus, and do I have to pick somebody?
0: You, everybody picks. Everybody has to come down on
2: the side.
1: Okay, they're related um,
2: one way or another.
1: I guess. I, I guess cousin is not nearly as bad as aunt. Ugh.
0: Okay, so I
1: guess the, for the I, record, I guess the I'm take
0: go the take the black podcast is drawing a line in the sand. Isis is picking. Uh, she would rather him have sex with the, with, with Sansa.
1: I don't want him to have sex with anybody. No, no, no,
0: no. You got to pick. You can't yeah. stay neutral. You're, so your team, oh. your team, Johnza. Oh. I, I'm gonna oh, say, I'm don't. gonna say, I'm going with Team Johnza because I just can't get over the aunt and F it, aunt and nephew fucking. I just can't get it over. It's so like Cory Thone, What? This is very important. What team are you on?
3: Uh, I mean, I guess. Do, which one do I think is going to happen, or which one do I no, want? You, to No, you got to
0: pick a side. What? Do you, it doesn't matter. Just. What, whatever well, he's,
3: he's gonna he's gonna bang Danny. Okay, like that's what's gonna happen. That's what They're we think. Yeah,
0: it. on a boat. Corey
1: Smith.
0: <laughs> Corey Smith. I know you're yeah. on. You're on Team Sansa, uh, right? You love Sansa.
2: No, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go Team Danny. Um, just because I, I'm gonna warrant that he doesn't know it's his aunt. At the time that they they bang on the Titanic, um, I, whereas he grew up with Sansa his entire life, so even if he find, even if they find out, oh hey, we're cousins, he still thinks of her like her sis, it, like his sister. So that's more weird, as opposed to with Danny, he may or may not know he's her aunt, and you know what I mean. And so uh, I'm gonna go team Danny on this one.
0: So we have two for team. Janaris and Tuber Team Johnza. Gotcha. Alright, that's very important. We had to talk about it. Let's move on to the second most badass action action scene in this trailer. Jamie charging across a charred landscape with a goddamn lance in his arm, a grimace on his face, and he's going to try to fuck somebody up. And he looks
1: sexy as fuck doing that. Like, that is the most powerful I have seen him. I agree. He looks very sexy. I even got stirred in in the loins. Well, I mean, I, it's not even about being sexy. I just felt like that was the first time we have seen him, you know, in a long time, kind of be Jamie. You know, being the Jamie that I remember. And uh, even though he's, you know, I remember also him as the sister fucker. But, I mean, I really I really feel like, you know, just being the powerful guy and the, the, the warrior that we know him to be. And so uh, it's almost like he got his Back, if you will. So, so Matros calling
0: him Stella, I guess. So, Corey Smith, you have something to say about Stella Lannister?
2: Well, no, I mean, I was just you. You bring up, you call Jamie, you know, riding across that field with the spear—the second best action scene in the trailer—and you're right, but that's probably one of the best action scenes we've seen in any of the trailers. Like it's such an amazing looking scene and it's still the second best in this trailer.
1: That should tell you something is
2: kind of amazing. Right. Exactly. Like, cause he looks like y'all are all saying he looks fucking amazing and he looks determined as shit to do something, which is more than we've seen him, you know, any other time. I mean, we've hardly ever seen him fight. He, they always talk about him fighting, but it, since he lost his hand, he hasn't done shit. So to see him actually charging in and trying to accomplish something, and, you know, everywhere around him is on fire, and he's just got this, you know, this look on his face like he's going to fuck somebody up, and it looked awesome, and yeah, it's the second best scene in the trailer.
0: It kind of looks like he's just like, fuck, I'm going to die anyway. I I just saw a dragon. He just torched this entire field. I'm running up on that dragon with this lance, and I don't care if I die. It's kind of what he looks like. Because how else does he expect to get to that dragon? He know we all we all know this horse is as good as dead. I'm sure I'm sure Braun comes along and saves him, like the spoilers say. That horse is uh, a dragon snack. Let's just put it out there. Alright, um and then we've got the crazy Dothraki jumping through a wall of fire. I'm wondering if Danny has Drogon lay down some some cover fire for the for the Dothraki. And they just charge across the wall at it because that scene of the that guy with the iraq going through the fire is amazing. And obviously they live because the scene plays through a little bit and the horses just come out. So it's probably just a little bitty wall of fire they jump through. Those goddamn crazy those Um We also have more fire. Euron is attacking the Greyjoy siblings. So Uncle Euron is a dick, and uh, he's blowing their ship up. And everything they've tried to do up until this point, I kind of feel frustrated. Isis, I feel really frustrated with their th- the Greyjoy siblings because they worked really hard to get back together. Um, Theon is, is taking his agency back. I'm kidding. He, he's becoming his own man again. <laughs> and um, now Uncle Euron is fucking him up because we see Euron actually do something after Yara and Theon look up. To see the fireballs exploding into their sails. The next shot is Uncle Euron bringing a two-handed axe down to bear on one of their men.
1: Yeah, I mean, I, I have to feel like... I, I'm hoping that uh, there's going to be some type of way that the the uh, Greyjoys and I mean Yara and Theon, are going to be able to get away... I don't think that's going to happen. I think Yara is going to. She's, if anything, she's probably going to sacrifice herself for her brother, because she just seems like that's the kind of person that she is. That she, you know, she talks a big game and everything, but at the end of the day, she'll sacrifice herself. Um, and, and considering that he's the one who, uh, Theon was the one who threw, you know, him, Yara as the 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 queen, if you will. Um, I think that you know she will go ahead and sacrifice herself in hopes that, you know, maybe her brother will go ahead and save her. Um, You're right. I mean, they've been through so much, um, almost about as much as the Stark kids, and I feel like they've definitely gotten the shaft uh, a lot of times. So I'm hoping that it's not going to be all bad and they're they're going to be some some type of way where they can at least score a win. Um, But I don't know. It's not looking good. Um. Isis,
0: I'm going to stay with you for real quick. Your man, torment looks in trouble in the next shot. Like, he looks like, oh, shit, whatever I'm fighting right now is bigger than I am, and uh, I'm about to piss myself.
1: And this is the time where Brienne comes in and saves his ass?
0: And then they have And sex. then he
1: just – and then they kiss. No,
0: <laughs> In the middle of battle, no, they just stop and kiss, and then just bang. Exactly, right they
1: they stop and kiss. Like, he gets heart eye emojis, and then um, <laughs> and then he just, like, stops and kisses her. No, I, I, I really, I think that this will give Tormund some kind of uh, realization that, you know, the, the things out there can touch him, and he is I not think as he badass. Knows. I think well, he knows. He's a wildling I, commander. I think he knows too, but he's also a little bit full of himself. Now, I don't, I don't disagree that you have to be a little full of yourself to be in that situation, you know, to be a wildling commander and stuff like that. But, um, but I, I, mean, they've also fought them before, and uh, I, I don't know. I just feel like that if there's going to be a point where he's going to be like, "Holy crap, uh, this just reached out and touched me and almost beat me." Yeah. So let's hope that they don't kill Tormund off, because I love him, and Mm -hmm. uh, I I really feel like he brings a little added flavor to the show, but again, we're getting short on time, Uh, but I think they just threw that in there, just to kind of, you know, get the the Tormund fans all riled up.
0: All upset. Yeah, so our next shot, uh, Corey Thone, uh, look at the size of Drogon there, and you really got to consider the scaling here. Uh, when I shot, when I saw this shot the first time, I thought, okay, yeah, Drogon looks really big. But then when you think that there's a human sitting on his back, and you can barely see her, Drogon's fucking huge, man. Is this unfair? Like, game over, man. Game over. Well,
3: of course it's unfair, but that's – there's nothing fair about – especially this is before the Geneva Convention, I think, so <laughs> – at the you know, dragon
0: pit,
3: yeah. Yeah. So, you know, I, I mean, of course, it's unfair. It's how the Targaryens got in power in the first place, from what I understand. Yep. Is they just came over like, hey, I got a dragon. And everybody's like, well, we've got arrows. And it didn't go so well. So, <laughs> uh, I, I, I've only watched the YouTube, like, so no, I haven't read the books. But... um what, I think it was. Exa- it? I think that was an exact quote. We have arrows, and it didn't go so well. So, she just cried Jesus So, yeah, I think it's definitely not fair. Obviously, I think you guys hit on it. It's pretty obvious that Jamie is riding through Dragonfire there, mm-hmm. and uh, I, I mean, they don't really, they don't really stand a chance. That's why I'm trying to figure out how Euron beats Yara and Theon because if the dragons are there. They're just going to burn the ships, so they must not be there. I don't um, think they
0: have the dragons with him. I think the dragons are with Danny at Dragonstone, and okay. the Euron siblings are being sent to go quill whatever.
3: The Euron siblings. Yeah, that's, that's the that Euron siblings. Jesus yeah. Christ!
0: All right, yeah. Greyjoy siblings are being gonna, they're going to get waxed, and they don't have dragons, and that's the reason why. But um, I there's another there's another shot of Drogon later. We're going to talk about. And talk about scaling, it's really going to freak you out when you look at it. But our next shot is an, another shot of the Lannisters getting ready for a charge. But what's really interesting following that is John barracks Don with the fire sword. And on the other side of John is the hound. And in the back, Harambe.
3: Yes, thank you for pointing that out. If you look at the mountain, it's in this actually in the shot here on WinnersComing dot net on the last page. If you look over, it's over John's left shoulder. It's it's our right stage left. In the mountainside is a clearly distressed face of Harambe, and and I, I mean it explains everything to me. It does. All of a sudden, all the question marks, all the dots get connected. It's it's all been linked, man. It's, it's. this has been, when this is all said and done, whatever army is left is going to have to face the wrath of Harambe because he's no fool. <laughs> he's going to let all these armies kill each other, and then he's just going to avalanche the shit of everybody. Just monkey see, monkey kill, and he's gonna <laughs> he's gonna gonna throw down. And it's the the monkey on the mountain. It's actually if you if you read between the lines in. The third Game of Thrones book. There's actually a line in it that says, uh, "You know, gor- gorillas in the mist" or something, and it's it's about Harambe. That's what, that's what this is about. Yeah, so
0: I'm glad you pointed that out, and it makes sense now. I mean, this is a new theory. Is Harambe the great other? He's got to yeah, be. No, actually,
3: Harambe is a- actually Harambe is Jon Snow's da- dad.
0: Holy shit! Yeah. <sighs> My mind is He's watching
3: out. his son, and he's like, I can't have my son die. So he's going to you the shit out of those whites. You wait. You watch. Dick's you out. wait and see. You wait and see.
0: I'm, I'm excited for that. Um, then we have uh Missandei, Grey Worm having a tender moment. Uh, Tyrion looking all shocked. And I want to talk about this really quick. The next shot is uh, clearly, to me anyway, and maybe I'm completely off base, looks like the Hound... Drawing a sword in the sun, no snow around him. I'm Corey Smith. To me, this looks like the Hound is at King's Landing, drawing a sword to chop a little bitty fucking white up. What do you think? Harambe,
2: Harambe. Are, are you talking about the mountain or the Hound? Well, there's the, there's the scene of that. Oh. I'm thinking of of that behind-the-scenes trailer where where they showed the mountain.
0: No, this is absolutely the Hound drawing a sword.
2: Yeah. I I mean, I guess it's down in King's Landing, but, I mean, I I guess we know from spoilers that they're going to catch a white and they're going to bring it down to King's Landing. We didn't necessarily know that the Hound would accompany them, I don't think. Um, But, yeah, I guess he he is. Because I think in the original spoiler, it was the mountain that tried to go and and chop uh, the white into pieces and it just kept moving and yeah. it freaks out Cersei or something. Yeah. Is that right? Yeah, something like that, along those yeah. lines. So maybe, right, so maybe they just I mean, the spoiler could be mostly right and it ends up being the hound uh, that, that goes down and tries to chop up the white and can't really do it. Um, so, I don't know, yeah, I mean I you guess know what else that means he survives You know playable. what else
0: You know what else this confirms? Corey Thone. Uh-huh. Cleganebowl, motherfuckers! <laughs> <laughs> if the hound
3: is
0: in they're King's hiding. Landing and the mountain is there, there's no fucking way they're not giving us. Clegane Why do you Clegane think bowl.
3: he's drawing his sword, man? Hell in yeah! The- down. <laughs> right. yeah, I, I. I, okay, so I just want everyone that's, that's made it this far into the podcast to know if this is your first time, like, like oh, there's a new trailer out. I'm going to check out this Game of Thrones podcast here on iTunes and, and see what it's like. And you're like, oh, my God, this is so dumb. You're welcome. You're welcome. Yeah. Condolences. Get used to it. Yeah, first off, get used to it. Secondly, trust me, this is way better than any other Game of Thrones podcast where you have four way-too-serious nerds talking about lapel pins and shit. We're having fun. We're making horn noises. Harambe showed up. Who didn't? Who expected that? I'm like this is, this is way better.
2: You might think, oh, I wish. Don's watching porn. Yeah, I guess not watching. Don's watching porn.
3: What else? Are we, what are you doing over there, man? With your computer open, I, not on porn.
2: I am literally <laughs> watching Game of Thrones as we speak. See, asshole. and that's why oh, that's you right. need
3: me on this podcast because you're over there watching Game of Thrones. While we're doing the game – it's too much Game of Thrones. You need to have some levity in here.
0: <laughs> well, well, and, and it, I can see we could either do it this way, and it's probably a bit annoying to some people, or we could do it this way. Well, actually, this scene um, speaks to a certain passage in A Dance for Queens, the upcoming 10th book from George R. R. Martin, that um, there is a, qu- a clash between the Great Other and uh, – uh, uh, Point of order, point of order, point of order. Yes, of yes, order, yes. Right? yes.
3: Uh, kill me.
0: <laughs> I'm not quite
1: sure why I'm here. <laughs> Man, we gotta got got have we
3: gotta have some looks, you know. We've got
2: got to pretty three, it up a little
3: bit. Yeah, we got three just stupid looking dudes. A, so
2: we have to have a woman on the podcast for profiling purposes. Oh, oh, gotcha. oh, I hate you, um,
0: ISIS. Let's 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 have you talk a little bit. There are two scenes here where your delicious cinnamon bun figures prominently. One is Jon and Davos speaking together on Dragonstone. This is clearly Dragonstone because I say it is. And the next shot is Jon Snow fighting a White Walker that looks exactly like the one he killed at Hardhome. So, um...
1: he looks really great doing it. Just tell no, me how much uh, you love
0: Jon Snow. That's really long.
1: <laughs> no, I, I I'm really interested. I mean, again, Jon Snow has been through so much. He has, you know, you know, he was Lord in command. Or I mean, well, he was on the Wall, and then he became Lord Commander of the, you know, of the Wall, and uh, then he had to do Battle of the Bastards. I, I mean, it's just like one thing after another with him. And um, and any time he you know has to step up to the plate he does. Um, sometimes he's you know excellent and sometimes he's not so excellent. You know, I, I think that it's just going to be really interesting to see uh, you know where he comes on the other side because at this point now he has something to live for and and that I mean he he has Sansa his family and not only that but I feel like he's re- he thinks he's responsible for all of the people that are, you know, in Winterfeld Or even, you know, the people who are south of the Wall. Everybody south of the Wall. He feels like there's a responsibility there. Um, so I really feel like, you know, John is, you know, being the same guy that we've always known him to be. And uh, and maybe him and Danny will kind of, uh, I don't know, bond over the fact that they're both the people that they love. Um you know what? I got a reason why, why why
0: John and Danny would bond. Um, and we're gonna skip over the scene where where Theon falls into the into the uh, sea and the like on the beach, he's all distraught. But I'll tell you where John and Danny bond. It's when Danny brings up Drogon and she puts Drogon's big ass mouth in his face. The next scene down we have a huge Drogon and in the background is Dragonstone, so we know this isn't on the field of fire where they fight the Lannisters. And Drogon's looking quite menacing. And if you look up, I talked about scaling earlier. If you look up, behind Drogon's head is tiny little Danny. And then the camera zooms in on, dr- on the front of Drogon's mouth. We had spoiler f- filming spoilers where Jon Snow reaches up and pets Drogon to calm him down and it kind of impresses Danny because Jon's not scared of the dragon. Um and so it's like, oh, you re- I respect you because you like my dragon. So, both sex is happening, guys. <laughs> both sex is I happening. Love,
3: I just love, Titanic like, oh, John's, sex. John's not scared of her dogs, so they bang. <laughs> <laughs> That's exactly what this is.
1: Well, There's, I mean, her dragons are her. No, baby. you know what they're gonna bond over?
2: What? They, they both had to burn their first loves. Oh. Yeah. That w- yeah. yeah, they're gonna yeah. they're gonna sit down. They're gonna have a little wine. They'll be like, "Hey, so what happened with your first love? Oh, I had to smother him with a pillow and and then burn him. You know? Gotcha. The usual. Gotcha. Pretty cool. Um, the next scene is uh.
0: <laughs> no, it's a good point. Of
2: course, oh no, it's really pretty no, cool. Permit...
0: Oh my god! So then we, we have this. This next part in the trailer is really exciting because you have John's group circling the wagons because obviously the whites are uh, enveloping the group. Um, and at this point, Sansa speaks Ned Stark's lines from A-, A Game of Thrones, the very first book. He tells Arya, "When the white winds blow, um, when the snow falls and the white, winds blow, the white winds blow, the lone wolf dies, but the pack survives." He Ned Stark told that to Arya when she wanted to go off by herself and be a little miss. I hate everybody. She ended, up, she ended up doing it anyway because her father died and she had to watch that. But Sansa is given this line, which is amazing because it sounded really good coming from her. And we sh- it shows in the trailer the group, John's group, and the fight. And then John escaping on Benjen's horse. But the final shot of this entire trailer is John. Nearly cutting a white in half, and then he just stands there and looks at the rest of them.
1: Mm-hmm. It's
0: Yeah, I, I was waiting for Isis to tune in here. That's badass. This was another badass scene. He just, like, meets the white with his sword, cuts him in half almost, and then stands up and he's like, You know what? Fuck you guys. I did this during the Battle of the Bastards. I almost died there. You're nothing. So come on. Bring it on. Um, And that is the final shot of the trailer. I would say, for me... Out of all the trailers we've seen for Game of Thrones from season one until season now, this ranks highly on the list. Um, I need to go back and watch other trailers when I get a chance. But this is probably my top three favorite trailer from Game of Thrones. Corey phone parting thoughts on this, this amazing trailer? Harambe.
3: <laughs> <laughs> nah, it's, uh it was a great trailer. We've talked a lot about it, um, probably too much just, I mean, at some point you're overanalyzing things. You know, enjoy it. Enjoy the looking at screen caps. That's the thing: is looking at screen caps. What I figured out is that this was a very well crafted trailer because it doesn't impact me like when I see the picture of like um, of Yara on the boat looking up. Like that looks, that looks, yeah, it looks nice. But in the trailer. With the music and the, the theme, it just has such a bigger impact. This was a great trailer. I agree. In an era when trailers have gone to shit, this is a great trailer. So well done, whoever made this, whatever company they hired to do this. They did a great job.
0: I agree. Isis, parting thoughts on the trailer?
1: A wonderful trailer. Can't wait to watch the episode. I feel like, you know, as fans, this is going to be a really wild ride that we're going to be on I think we should just all enjoy it don't focus on the fact that you know the season is uh, shorter or whatever the case may be just enjoy the ride they're not going to I mean as just looking at the trailer we're not going to be disappointed I think and um and see you guys when you know the season starts
0: Corey Smith thoughts
2: yeah um, I was pretty surprised they were able to talk uh the first first trailer, because the first trailer was, you know, we talked about the first trailer for, you know, two hours or whatever it was, and Mm -hmm. it was amazing, and we thought it all looked great, and then this one came out, and shit, man, I mean, it looks like, you know, seven episodes, it looks like at least half of them were going to have some sort of battle going on, you know, and and it's just going to be non-stop, you know, can't catch your breath type of season, so... I'm excited. It definitely, you know, raised my overall excitement level for the coming season. I can't wait for, you know, what, three weeks now we got? So, yeah, three and, yeah, and a half It was weeks. great.
0: Very exciting. Um, I agree uh, with all your sentiments. I'm excited about the show. I'm excited about the season coming forward, and I'm excited about this trailer. I think I could watch it another thousand times before um – Season 7 starts. Um, so we want you guys to go into the comments and let us know what your favorite part of the trailer was. Um, if you have questions for us, ask us there and we will give you a shout out on the next podcast. We don't know if we're going to record again next week. If some news does break out, we'll definitely be back on air. Um, like I said last week, uh, once the season starts, we will be back every Monday or Tuesday night talking about each episode of Game of Thrones Season 7. So for myself, for ISIS, for Corey Thone and Corey Smith. This has been Razor and Take Black. Thanks for listening. Vlar Magudis.
3: Harambe.